Chevron 7 also lit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 200! 239 for us, episode 200 of SG1, season 10, episode 6. Welcome to it, the Gators here. Mitch, Brendan, Matty, going on, boys? Hey, mate. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> you know eating. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I'm like, one, everyone's eating or chewing on something really yeah. tough like a lolly, and I just threw both of your names out there and said yeah. both of you say hi right now. Yeah, Hi. and I'm just I'm just looking at like my my tiny little bit of notes that I wrote for this episode, and you guys know I cut audio for these you know for these episodes and stuff. What do you reckon, Mitch? You look at what's how many average av- on average how many sound bites Four? do I give for an episode? Yeah, it's, I was gonna say five, six, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know? got- oh, it probably would be close, an average of four because yeah, like occasionally you balloon it out to a, an eight or a nine. Yeah, but yeah, probably four is a good average. I'll give you each one guess how many I've got for this episode. Mm, Twelve. Higher. I was 16. 20. Oh my <laughs> yeah. I was hoping so. <laughs> I was actually hoping so. Because this is, this is one where this episode is another one of these fandom things that it was up in the air with, if you liked Super it or Super polarizing. Like it. Yeah. And, mm. and for me, I did not like it because it threw me off. It alienated me. Yeah, for a lot. You know of- how we always talk about having where the fifth member of SG One, mm. and then they go previously on SG One, and then it's the Furlings, and I'm like, did yeah. I f- and oh, skip a disc, you, mate? A today of- I was like, holy shit! I've always thought we don't meet these little fuckers. What yeah. is? What the. F- if I missed, I knew, I knew I'm, you know what? That's why I should have watched the first ones because they were in there. <laughs> <laughs> the furlings are the first one. God damn it. It's been there the whole time. Why didn't I listen? Yeah. No, a, a lot of the fandom were very much this. The line has to be drawn here. This far and no further. For some people, really? it's just a bridge too far. Okay. I personally, I fucking love it you okay. know me what is the one thing that i always bring to these episodes is f-ing cross-contamination between different <laughs> sci-fi yeah. shows trivia in incestual f-ing, um kevin bacon style games was like well this person was in this show with this person with this person who was in in a different sci-fi show yeah i love all that shit so this to me i remember when we did 100 and it's the first time i'd seen wormhole extreme in so long and i was like this isn't as wild as I remember. Yeah, this right. Is, this is pretty tame because 200 is fucking balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like just absolute acid trip, psychotic ridiculousness. And I fucking love every second of it. Well, for the last couple of weeks, we've been planning out when we're going to be able to record this episode. And we we're like, okay, how long are we going to need? And you said, hey, look, wh- hey, let's not even think about time. We could be there forever. And everyone listening to this now, you can see how long this episode goes for. We, 20 minutes. Right now, we don't. We currently <laughs> don't know. A minute per grab. And... Um, <laughs> And I'm like, okay, great. Well, I mean, I haven't seen this in a long time. I, I understand that it's got to do with Wormhole Extreme and that it is obviously a bit of a meta episode. And oh, I don't exactly know how or why. What? Don't know. Can't wait to watch it. And I'm watching it and I did find myself and I thought, is this going to be a controversial thing to say? And I found myself, for the most part, going, oh, please, come on. Yeah, I, I get it. Can move on. And here we were last week saying with Progeny, we had that moment where the replicators we realized, oh, this is this is all in someone's head and this wasn't actually happening. And you guys said, Oh, at what point did you realize that it was a fake out? And and then I'm sitting there as a first timer going, Oh, I didn't 
I didn't know what I was watching from then on, whether it was real or not. And Brennan's like, yeah, you never see it again. It's like, yeah, everything you saw from mm. then on, you could trust. And in this one, it was like, oh, I just, I, I know that I can't trust anything from, because every minute and a half, they're like, ah, gotcha. Yeah. You know, something that was very real. Oh, no, that was actually a real thing set within the world. And now the, yeah. now the real people are talking about that. But no, it's it's behind another, the fourth wall and the fifth wall and the sixth wall breaking and all that sort of shit. Yeah. And I just, I found myself like, now in fairness, I'm watching it, something would happen. It probably took me. I reckon an hour and Uh-oh. ten minutes to watch this. Cake no, no, angry. No, no, Cake. No, no. I was very much sitting in front of a screen, just watching it. I had planned on like, you know, hey, maybe three I can star cake. Yeah. three star cake. I'm so sorry, just in case he got confused about who he was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I was very much focused on the episode, but then like I'd have to, you know, pause it and go tend to like, you know, kids. I'm not not having this disturb me, right? You know, okay, the dogs are going ape shit or whatever's going on. I could come back, and it just took me so long to watch. And after a while, I'm like, okay, how long am I into this? I've only been watching this for 18 minutes. Holy shit. It just felt like it dragged. Dude. But then it did, um, and I thought, I'm like, how are we going to talk about this for two hours, three hours? Whatever Maddie's worried about this, how long we could be sitting there for tonight. What are we talking about? And not to say there isn't plenty to talk about, but then once it ends, and I could see that it goes for like 43 and a half minutes. I'm like, that feels mm. like it's it's like a minute and a half, two minutes longer than every other episode, which isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things. But when you think about network TV and how like they go to 41 and 26 seconds almost to the to the very second every single week, that's a big jump as well. And then they all walk through the gate at the end at 36 minutes. I'm like, how are they going to fill the next six minutes pre-credits? Which the credits ended up being involved in the show. So it ends up being seven minutes of extra stuff. And that's where the show gets me. That's what I I love about 200 is that seven minutes at the end where you get the fake cast and crew talking about the fake show from a real meta point of view. fake Daniel. The fake Daniel oh, talking we'll about his to fake that. career, <laughs> to, about the real like. Wait till I play you the fake Cooper stuff. When, <laughs> when you have Cooper's mind no. in it, all of a sudden I'm starting to look at what's it, what's old mate saying. I just keep thinking of his Willie Willie Garson. Um, um, yeah, I just think of his Willie Garson too. What is he in this? Rest in peace, too, big fella. Yeah. Uh, since the last time I think he was on Stargate, yeah, in did, real life didn't yeah. make it into season two of um, just like that. No, yeah, and just like that. But um, Willie died. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm looking at him and I'm like. You got an egg-shaped head. You're bald with glasses, and you're an annoying producer. Mm. Oh my God! You're Robert C. Cooper. How did I not see this before, Marty? How did I not see that before? And after having watched that episode with Satita, with not even watched the episode, listened to the audio yeah. commentary of Cooper the other week, and then I'm watching a much lovelier and and, and more tolerable version of Cooper in Marty. I was like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit! How did I never see this? Listen before? to this when you when you when I've crumped uh, because obviously it's it's played in bits and pieces in between yeah. the Daniel Jackson guy. Listen to it all cut together. Um, I think first and foremost, it has to do, you know, with the writing. (laughs) This production runs like a well-oiled machine. And sure, that starts from the top. But, I mean, we all love the show. The uh, gaffers, the lighting guy, the medic, the makeup, uh, and the caterers. It's like a family. (laughs) The caterers, the lighting guy. Sure, they do something. I mean... The guy that cleans my shoes. They all say I'm Dog great. Dog poo up the sh- my shoes. They all say that I'm great and, you know. Far out. So good. It was like Deliverance. Yeah, because <laughs> I think the only thing I don't like about the episode is that, remember that time O'Neill, like it's mm. when they mention stuff that definitely happened that didn't happen. It's Well, it's a Family Guy episode too. It's a, it's a setup it's, to a cutaway. Yeah, you but know? I mean, 
I like but all at least the, the ones cut, where the cutaways it's like, in Family Guy don't feel like they're canon in a sense. Yeah. It's like yeah. whatever when when I well, that's, when I fought in the you know in this American Civil War and it shows him two hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, it was like remember okay, when well, this definitively and I'm like, happened. I don't remember that. I'm well, a huge me, nerd, and this would have been I awesome to see. Yeah. This would have been a great episode. Let me unburden you because nothing in this episode took place. Not even the them sitting in the room with Marty. Because what they lean into at the end is when um, General Laundry says, probably, you know, we talk about it in the show, like phrases you hear that you we've we've brought into our own lives. Yeah. Like we, we say it in the same way. This is quite possibly my favorite General Laundry line ever. <laughs> hey, Walter, come on, we're all going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the right outfit. You look fine. Both of those. <laughs> you look Fine. <laughs> all the time. But that bit, and then Walter running down from the from the gate room, or the, mm. what do you call um The embarkation room. The embarkation, <laughs> running in there, and suddenly he's changed outfits. Yeah. That was, oh, I didn't even, yeah. In a split second, he's changed from, you know, his normal outfit to an off-world outfit. To the black That's, that's the show's way of saying, none of this is real. None yeah, right. of it actually happened. None of the cutaways happened. But also none of the them sitting around in the conference room with Marty about the wormhole extreme blah blah. None of oh, I mean, happened which which makes sense episode. anyway because I'm sitting like, there like as soon as he showed up and they're like, look, you've just got to sit in with him for five minutes. Just give him five minutes. Like, okay. Had they then have cut to them, you know, strolling around, Teal wearing a funny hat, walking around the streets of Hollywood because they've gone to LA to go to a movie studio to talk to a producer slash writer about turning, you know, his his show into a film. That makes more sense than them allowing a civilian. An alien civilian, yeah, sure. He has massive knowledge of the Stargate program and all the people that work there, mm. and he's written the show around it. But that they were just like, yeah, just you can come to have the meeting down at this insanely top secret base. That like that would never happen. I'm like, well, it's the show; it doesn't matter. We can move on yeah. from that. He's but probably, then he, he's probably on the SGC payroll. Yeah, at some yeah, point somehow, anyway, yeah, to keep him quiet. But then you know, you give us if you say that and go, oh, none of this actually happened. It's like, okay, well, that that gives a little bit more allowance. I think I like that mm. less. That it didn't happen I, at all. I can see yeah. people, yeah. Because 100 people. definitely happened. One yeah, whole extreme yeah, absolutely. is definitely an in-show TV show. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I like it less, too. Even just the idea that Jack... Sh- I mean, Jack showed up for literally no reason. Mm. Um, mm. Except once at the end, they're like, hey, there's, 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 there's party, there's like streamers and shit. I'm like, holy shit. So there, is, has all of this been an elaborate setup to celebrate Mitchell's 200th walk through an event horizon? Like, because yeah. he's been telling the audience this is why he's excited to embark on this mission. But has all this been a big ruse because the team's excited for him and O'Neill was going to be visiting anyway. And so it's been a whole big setup. And, well, the Marty thing's a bit of a stretch and mm. a bit of a jumping of the shark as to why they would put him through that or something. But still, is oh, no, that's... That's not exactly why. So I like. I think yeah. I like that less if O'Neill didn't come along. But but also God. in the weird way the show's set out, like Jack's in it heaps before O'Neill actually shows up. Yeah. Like the Invisible Jack stuff is one of the earliest moments in it. Yeah. And O'Neill doesn't actually show up in the briefing room until after the puppets. When yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. been there as a puppet. Yeah. So yeah. it's just the recording first time. new lines. And Same plus as- he was in a green suit. Mm. Yes, as an invisible man walking down, <laughs> carrying a cup. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Hold on. Do you know how good that is? What? Wait for it. Like in reality, 
Uh, there's a scene in, in that segment where Atilk is walking down the hall talking to invisible O'Neill. And so you see this floating mug walk down the hall. Well, then we start talking about, well, how do you achieve that? How do you do that practically with effects? And so you need a guy in a green suit. I said, well, so we got to make sure we have a guy there that day. Martin turns to me and says, well, you know, uh, Rick's going to be here doing some other scenes and he has to do the voice anyways. And I said, so we're going to have Richard Dean Anderson in a green suit <laughs> pretending not to be in the show. So good, eh? It's one of my uh, aspirations in life. But this uh, costume wasn't quite, let's put it this way, tight enough in the right spots to really do any kind of justice um, to my form, which is quite awesome. Uh, hopefully there's some good footage of, of Richard Dean Anderson wearing a full body green stocking walking down the hall pretending not to be here. And then the best part of all of that <laughs> is because he's in a green suit holding the mug, they had to put a different mug in in post anyway because his green fingers were covering the handle yeah, of the yeah. mug and obscuring the mug. So the mug is completely CG anyway. <laughs> That's brilliant. But based on his movement. It does look a little bit Ghostbusters floaty there yeah. for a bit. So, But I mean, just what, I mean, it's such a tiny thing. What makes that grab for me when he comes in, Anderson, <laughs> when he describes himself as like being quite, if he said quite impressive or quite large, yeah. it's like, eh. That's low-hanging fruit. When he goes, it's quite awesome. Like, <laughs> that particular word to describe it is so ridiculous. Which is, you know, quite yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So oh. good. I love that so much. That yeah. he were. He wasn't going to be in it, so that's why they wrote the scene. And then he was there, and so he was in it, but he wasn't in it. <laughs> just in the way they just <laughs> pretending not to be in the show. Yeah. <laughs> but they did everything so well. Like even like when you see him like spinning on the chair, like in Carter's yeah. lab, they did such a good job that it's like it wasn't just spinning in a circle; it was spinning back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it's like I swear we've seen O'Neill doing that yeah. in yeah. chairs. Like, and that was just like, you Window know, of opportunity. Yeah. There was just a grip, you know, holding that chair underneath yeah. and just, but it's like, they even weighted the chair down yeah. so that it looked like it was carrying and weight just, yeah. and all that kind of and stuff. And in like, world, I'm like, so well done. that would be something you would have to say to O'Neill. Can you just keep spinning so that we know you're there, please? Like, we can't yeah. trust the yeah. They're like card approved, obviously, before when she's talking to herself. Sir, <laughs> you there? Yeah. And yeah, see, apparently a lot of people weren't a fan of the shower nope. scene. Okay, so I was, like, about to, I was, I was about to best, say that I'm like, that's it's, the best part. it's funny, but like, I'm like, oh, there's, there's like... Not these days. Are they, uh, you know, will they, won't they, are they, aren't they sort of suggestion stuff going on through seasons and seasons yeah. worth of the show. But the idea that she's like, he is a pervert enough <laughs> that he might watch me in the shower. So I'll ask him. And then he's honest enough, but still confident enough <laughs> to be no. able to say, nope. Nope. Yeah. Like, But it's also like every guy would just be like, well, if I could be invisible... Yeah. Oh, man, we've all seen Hollow Man, like Kevin yeah. Bacon. I mean, he went yeah. psycho because he, he was watching his ex-girlfriend Thanos, you know? Yeah. But it's also, yeah, it's also like, um, it's a victimless crime. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... It's a victimless... Yeah. Like punching someone in the dark. It's... <laughs> <laughs> but even the I like, mean he's comes invisible <laughs> there <right>? you go. <laughs> that's what I thought like you know when he sits there and drinking I'm like so as soon as that liquid goes down your throat it also becomes invisible right mm. okay that's kind of cool but um, when she's there talking to the chair and you know the, the shot moved away from the chair before I thought oh I wonder if they went to the trouble of like you know cutting out some of the cushion underneath the fabric so it looked like there was, you know, a pair of legs or, a, yeah. or an ass sitting on that chair. 
Oh, I missed it. That's right. Maybe I'll go back in a second. And by that stage, Jackson had already walked in and went, yeah, he's not there. He's in Hammond's office. And she's like, son of a bitch. You know, like, <laughs> that's great. But then you get to that next scene and he's spinning. And I'm like, yeah, you would have to do that to that guy. So, like, it was all so definitively O'Neill to a character, even yeah. though we hadn't even seen him yet, which is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Except no. for maybe the shower scene. I was like, oh, would I can understand that making some people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, that's it's fine. funny. It's absolutely, is yeah. it funny? The, I mean, it's, it's, I reckon it's creepy if he says yes or doesn't speak. As soon as he says no, the fact that that's funny takes away the creep factor a little bit. Yeah. And the fact that Carter was clearly not 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 okay with it enough for it to be to look at the audience and go, that's bad Russian. Oh, Jack. You know, like it was kind of like I knew he'd be doing that, you know. Who else but Quagmire? <laughs> It was 2006, mate, and Hollow Man was crushing. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it didn't happen. Anyway, the episode didn't happen. That's it. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's it's that it's that like uh, comedic hyperbole fast situation where it's like you take things to such a uh, high degree, mm. that's the joke. Yeah. Like at no point do you believe Jack would actually go and do that to Carter, mm. but no. it's like... It's, he thought about it. it. Yeah, and everyone would. Yeah. Everyone would. Are you tell Even women would be like... If you're a straight woman and you've got that ability and you know that Henry Cavill is showering in the next room, yeah, you're going in there. You would have a look. Hell, 99% of straight men would, would walk in there as well and be like, well, let's see what what all the fuss is about. Yeah. Um, Momoa. Yeah. Momoa, They'd absolutely. all be in there. Yeah. They'd all be in there. <laughs> yeah. Is there a room where both he and Henry are together? Oh, we'll go into that oh, room. Ju- you know. Justice Not to, they don't have to be together. The, just, together. Oh. the Justice League. Mm, change yeah, room. that's the mm. um. Yeah, the change room at the Justice League. Yep. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's just a naked Superman there. and Aquaman. And then Wonder Woman's there. like, "Hello, it's the girls' locker room now." Is it, boys? Is it? This is unisex. Come on in, though. You know? No such thing as the gender. water's fine. <laughs> don't you know that on 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 uh, Themyscira? Please. Come you only have one gender there, yeah. which means you have no come gender. And, come and have a look at my watch. What do you reckon? Have a look. Uh, it spins. <laughs> there's, a, oh, yeah. I'll get in trouble with this, but there's a um, there's a. Can we go reverse? Of there's a that three. There's a running joke in Star Trek that Klingons have like two ever. Like they have, they have redundancies in their organs. So they have three lungs, two hearts, you know, two pancreas, all that kind of stuff. And then stupid Discovery decided that Klingons also have two penises as well. So there's like a Klingon taking a piss in a back alley, and there's two streams going. Um, so now I saw a joke the other day on Instagram. Hang on, so the STD show decided that the alien race had two penises? Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and they say, well, obviously a Klingon doesn't helicopter, he chinooks. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's a lot of steps to get there, but I like it. I'd give you that one, but I feel like oh, there's going to be enough. There's got. I mean, there's some track talk in here, obviously. I mean, they, yeah. they cover off. Everything. I mean, it's I mean, it's he, fun he, for me not having seen Farscape. So when they like have that oh. thing, and, and I didn't know what I was watching until Carter comes out looking like um, Gigi, Chiana, right? yeah. yeah, and uh, and then it cuts back to Marty goes, nobody would watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't even know what that is. Yeah. yeah, the best part about that is so Michael Shanks and Ben Browder mm. were originally going to play like Ben Browder was supposed to play his character. Yeah, right. Of Crichton, mm. and then Michael Shanks was going to play Stark, mm. and apparently Ben Browder was like kind of nervous about it. He's like, oh, "I don't want you know Farscape fans to think I'm making fun of the show that yeah, they love yeah. so much." He's a bit nervous, and then last minute, he and Shanks went, "What if we just swapped?" Mm. And he went, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" A because there's the layer of when 
Browder joined the show, Shanksy grew out the beard because the higher up executives were worried that Browder and Shanks looked too similar mm. in the long shot, so he had to specify the difference between them. And then obviously the fact that in Farscape, Browder and Claudia Black played it. You know, there was a lot of romantic tension between those two, mm. which Daniel and Vala has. So it's, it, it all worked out perfectly. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's such a good, uh, that's one of my Browder favorites. can do his best Australian accent then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, 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 I, I love that. Was one of my favorite. Son of a hazmat. Son of a hazmat. <laughs> that the, the puppets is just. It was actually one of the best. That moment, my eight year old walked in. He's like, "What's this?" I said, "Stargate." He's like, "Really?" I said, "Yeah, d- yeah, yeah." Don't ask questions, mate. <laughs> it's just actually fast. Yeah, okay. Let me give you. <laughs> let me give you more time on your iPad. Here, go on. Yeah, like you know, like Daniel just like drawing on the on the monitor with his <laughs> yeah. circle, just, just you know, like, very Team America. Yeah. Well, that's that was the inspiration, and they actually it's the Team America people who made these puppets. Oh, really? Them. Yeah, yeah. They, they none of them look like Matt Damon. They're all actually yeah, yeah. articulated. Well, these the, ones. Funnily um, enough, the Daniel Jackson one is actually the Matt Damon dummy with the wig. <laughs> I made yeah. that up. <laughs> but you could imagine what it'd be like. Yeah. There was there was a reference to Matt Damon in the, in the commentary or the special features. I can't remember what that was about. But, um, Matt Damon. But yeah, like Martin Wood just kind of like flew down to LA and did it all there. They obviously spent you know hundreds of thousands of dollars getting all those puppets and shit made. Mm. Yeah. And the best part is at the end when they're walking through the Stargate and all that kind of stuff, all those wires are put in in post in CG. Because oh, really? they, they weren't they weren't reading on camera. The mm. wires were so nice they weren't reading, so they had to put them in to make them look more visible. Mm. So that the, right. so the gag being that when they go through the gate, it cuts off their wires, and then they get to the other side and fall in a heap. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and it's weird though is you don't realize that, <laughs> you don't realize it by watching that part. But it's like, well, they included Hammond. Hammond was back for this yeah. episode. So what I didn't realize until I read the truth for it is. They brought back for this episode every single regular character except for Corrin. Every other member of the show who's been in the opening credits, Oof. except for Corrin, is back for this episode. Which, God, there would have been an avenue to have. Like, the fact that, especially the end, like, even if they would have saved it for the end, like the fake cast talking about the fake show, yeah. when they're making so much fun about Shanks, which I'm sure you'll get into, like you said, you disappearing to go back to do theatre work and blah blah blah, to yeah. then have another actor come in and go, oh yeah, I was come, I came and boarded, like I thought this was going to be my big break, and then all of a sudden, you know, like to have that reference, but maybe it's a little bit more, yeah. it's too but much then, of a kick in the guts. But then also like or... all the multiple references to how do you replace the lead of your show, and, yeah. and Browder's like, oh, you just replace him with someone else, mm. and there's deadpan. <laughs> I thought that was a Roseanne bit. <laughs> oh, the two Beckys. The two Beckys. Yeah, oh, I love that. Because remember in that in that episode, I think her first one, the first Becky episode, that's right. I remember when they changed the characters in Roseanne. Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah, they can just replace the actor as a different character or whatever. Yeah, it was at the end. It was the She's like the post-credit the scene, like yeah. after, after the episode plays. And it's like, um, it's like the original Becky went away to college or whatever in real life and then went away mm. in the show. So they brought in Sarah Chalk. And they're like, "Oh, where have you been? I don't even, I don't even recognise you've been away so long, or some bullshit <laughs> like that." Oh, like an Iron Man two Don Cheadle sort of introduction, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think I've told this story a thousand times, but it's like by like the end seasons when they were just alternating when they brought both of them back, and it's like one would do episode oh, one, right. one would do episode two, one would do episode three. One really? Episode that's. F- and then like there's one episode where like in the last season where they win the lottery like for that last season they go to Disney World. Yeah. 
And then, like, Sarah Chalk's character, Becky, comes and she goes, wow, you picked a good week to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Shit like that. And then in one of the Halloween episodes, they had the original Becky being um, Becky Connor, and then Sarah Chalk's character was one of the trick-or-treaters who knocked on on the door. Wow. And when they brought the show back for the Connors, that was the the bring back show? It was Roseanne for the first Two seasons or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. She got canned. For and then well, when the they brought back Roseanne, then yeah, didn't they both come back? But did why Sarah Chalk play a different? No, I don't know. Oh, I thought she, she might back, have played a different character. And she just played a different character. She was like yeah. a surrogate or something. That's what like I was going to say. Is they had they had original Becky or whatever play yeah. Becky, and then the other Becky came back and played a different character so that they could both have both actresses come back uh, into that show. Yeah, I didn't but... mean for this to go on this long. Well, sure, it's no, fine. I apologise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know me, when it comes to, A, Sarah Chalk, because she was in Scrubs as well. Yep. I could talk yep. about Sarah yeah. Chalk forever, and mm-hmm. then obviously Roseanne. Yeah. I mean, I, I still don't think any show does it better than... <laughs> I don't know how often or how long it went on for. Um, I remember sitting there, my mum's watching The Bold and the Beautiful way back when, and if, if it was a Stargate thing, right, and they replace... Richard Dean Anderson with another actor like Ben Browder suggests. You know, they keep the same character. Kurt Russell with a different actor. Well, you know what? You know what? Let's even use that, right? So they come out in the first episode and it's like, they go, oh, where is the, where is the colonel? And then you'd have Richard Dean Anderson probably Retired. go, Jack O'Neill reporting <laughs> for duty, sir. And then a narrator come over and go, the role of Jack O'Neill will now be played by Richard yeah. Dean Anderson. And that's what that's what Bold and Beautiful did. They would have yeah. a new actor play the same character and he would come in, say a line or two, and then in just a little dialogue break, a narrator would come in at a nowhere because that show did not have a narrator other than to tell you oh by the way this is a new actor please move on I'm like wow who gives a shit that's what you think the audience is thinking (laughs) fine you know what more power to you move on On their third wine of the day who cares (laughs) okay he's cute yeah Yeah, well that's ancient history we don't talk about that around here the fact of the matter is I I don't really even know what happened there you know I to me it never felt like I was leaving the show I just needed a little space a little time you know I wanted to get back to my roots theater right so I go to New York do a little Broadway off off Broadway either way it doesn't matter I was acting you know acting without having people hurling paper mache boulders at you all day it was great you know, it was I like them both I like boulders I'm fine with that uh, you can't get there without the fans, right? I have to thank them. Yeah. Got to thank specifically the ones, uh, the, oh, God, what's it called? Uh, this is my favorite SaveDrLevant.com. Have you seen this site? I mean, it's insane. <laughs> Apparently, they get dozens of hits a month, whatever. I think that's a lot. <laughs> Between them and the ad and variety that they, that they put out, I'm pretty sure they went a long way towards convincing the producers to take me back. To take me To back. invite me back. <laughs> it was their decision. You know, they called, said, Dave, do you want it? You know, and I was ready. <laughs> so... Good. You know, that's it. Okay, so in in uh, okay, well, we'll get to him in a minute. But so uh, when they do the stuff like that, is that just the writers like, hey, f- it, we're writing this, we're shooting this with another actor, Shanksy. When you see this, suck it up, big gonna fella. Be f- off. <laughs> or yeah. here we go. We watch this show and go, man, Shanksy doesn't give a f- anymore, or he he yeah. wanted to change this, blah blah blah. Is he a lot cooler than we take? You know that, that we give him credit for. So when they're writing an episode like this, he's like either feeding them stuff that they could be writing about or do they write it and give it to him and he's like, that's f-ing hilarious. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, you know? I, like, I don't, I don't know what the, the specifics mix? are. I've seen him call people f***tards on Twitter, so yeah. I don't think he has great decorum. I feel like a lot of that is self-referential <laughs> in like the... Um, like he gets asked a lot of that. He by this point he was getting que- that question asked a lot at cons and mm. stuff like that. Because it's so true. I th- yeah, I think he had a pretty good like um, sense of humor about mm. it. Um, he, and he yeah, had I don't to. think he would have you know kicked up a stink about it. He's an that. actor. 
Yeah. And at, I guess they are a fa- good like, at pretending. Know, by this stage, they're a family anyway. It's like, you know, you, yeah, you, the, if they're going to write this gag, it's like, well, yeah. everyone, every, he probably copped it. As soon as he come back for season seven, everyone's giving him shit or they're probably texting mm. him, you know, during season six. And Hey, Shanksy, you're naked in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like that. Welcome back. Yeah, oh, if, if only you would have stuck around through season six, you would have been clothed here. I, I bet I know how they sorted him out. I don't have any money, so I have to give the actors <laughs> something else. Bigger trailers? I can't afford that either. No, I have to give them something that costs me nothing, but no actor can refuse. And what's that? A good ego stroking. <laughs> No actor can refuse. I mean, I wish Lincoln was here. He could talk about how, how he gets a good <laughs> yeah. ego stroke. I'm sure he's getting a stroke right now, and that's why he can't be with us here. Hello to Linky. Um, yeah. Okay, so it was Shanksy, the other person I wanted to talk about. Uh, there was like It was too quick, for, and I didn't pause it. It's too quick mm. to read all through. Is there like eight or nine people credited with writing this episode? I want to say at the, the end, the whole writing. The whole so writing Cooper's team. part yeah. of it. Everyone, everyone piled in on this one. And that's where I'm like, well, did you get the grab where Cooper was like, I don't, I didn't want to do anything for two hundred. Or was that I for one hundred? No, no, that yeah, was... he he didn't want. He just wanted to do it as a normal episode. Yeah, didn't I didn't want to do anything, and they're like, what? Do don't be a dickhead. Yeah, you're a dickhead. Why are you such a dickhead? And they're like, oh, so we should do something? Yes, we, we're. Yeah. that's why we're here, to write <laughs> it. It says 200. That's the name of the episode. So can you get on board, please? <laughs> You're such a dickhead <laughs> all the f- time. Uh... Oh, you think that people like you. Great. Good call. <laughs> they don't. Because you're like this is what this is what you're like. When you get back into the jungle and think that you're Marlon Brando again or some shit, yeah. you're the God <laughs> complex. But you're also Francis Ford Coppola yeah. directing like, the story. We yeah. all Woody heard Allen. that DVD commentary. We play it at our Christmas parties <laughs> and we laugh at it. <laughs> we all went home and told our wives. <laughs> Wait, look, rewind this bit. Hang on, this turn it up. This is gonna be the best bit. <laughs> we can cut this bit out. With this it's bit. like Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> what a kid. What a dickhead. Uh, oh, this this wow. might have it. I don't know. This, might, <laughs> this might have it. Brad had called and Robert had called and intended to be charged. Oh, and Robert. Yeah, okay. Of course, it codes. And it asked me if I'd be interested in doing the 200th. And absolutely. I had no hesitation at all. Um, in part because by that time, uh, over a year had gone by. Um, I made an open admission that I missed people. I missed the, the camaraderie and the family atmosphere that we have here on Stargate. And I said, so we'd love to have you come up and do the 200th. I'm sure we can probably squeeze it into, uh, you know, a day and, and uh, uh, you know, get all your scenes shot. And he's like, a day? Yeah, I don't, I don't just want to come up for a day. I want to, you know, I want to. I want to play. It got put together and here I am. It's, yeah, made the show, made the episode, him popping in. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even though you see you see him in the invisible scene, or you don't see him, he's in yeah. the invisible scene, the mm. voice work he does with the puppets. Yeah. And then to have him there and then they all go, like SG-1 goes through, the original SG-1 go through. Yeah. Up the ramp first. Yeah. But even is... like the fact that when he shows up, they're like, oh, oh this is, and they're like, yeah. oh, it'll be in the trailers. Yeah. yeah. Are you it'll kidding? Be it'll be in the ad. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah that, there'll be spoilers. That was actually a reference. That was something in particular that um, Brad Wright really wanted to put in. But when uh, O'Neill shows up and, and uh, Carter talks about it being in the in the commercial, I didn't want to let that one go because we've had so many instances where we've worked very hard at planning 
twists <laughs> in in stories and had well good example season one solitudes yeah brad's written this episode that uh hinges entirely on the on the fourth act twist that o'neill and carter are in fact not in a glacier there's, on an alien there's planet suppo- they're supposed to be on an alien planet but it turns out that at the end of it they're in antarctica the tv guide log line carter and o'neill are trapped in antarctica oh my god <laughs> what the hell that was that- before spoilers people yeah. didn't care back then no, absolutely not. You, like you, you, would do, you would watch. I mean, we we had that that season where I played the like the next week on Stargate SG yeah. One, and it was just giving away the entire plot because yeah. they were doing whatever they could to get people's eyes on the TV at yeah. the time. That yeah, it was on. and Brendan, like, you wouldn't care. Like, and the fact that we got it months and months after, like. You imagine if you would have read that, you know, in early days of like internet chat about TV or something, and it would have been like, oh, they are confused. They think they're on an alien planet and it's actually Antarctica and there's a second gate. You as a fan were like, oh my God, I can't wait to see yeah, okay, season one. Awesome. So, but you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I can't wait to see that episode. And three months later, you get to watch it. Yeah. And you just watch how something you already know unfolds in front of you and that would still be the best way that you could possibly have experienced it whereas now an episode drops at 5 p.m on a friday afternoon here for us on netflix or something yeah. and if you haven't seen it by 6 30 and you're on twitter accidentally yes. you re- it's the well, oh, that's yeah. your fault you you, you onto so, like the, live sport now yeah you went yeah. onto the information supercomputer that is the internet and yeah. you that's your fault i'm sorry you should not have went on to find out something about something completely unrelated so you can't blame <laughs> anyone else for that it's like you're right but yeah. also fuck you. remember it used to just be you would not spoil it if it was a twist yeah you know what i mean like movies such as the sixth sense you would never you'd be like don't tell oh my god the that. end of season five buffy dies what yeah, well, I mean that is a spoiler alert but for a twenty-year-old show sh- that I haven't watched and never well, will. Not, not yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's two more seasons. Right, I was going to say I don't care if she's seven seasons. She, she yeah. dies at the end of season one as well, but comes back about ten minutes later. So, but <laughs> she's like Daniel Jackson. The end yeah. of season. The end of season five ends on a pushing of her gravestone, mm. saying, "Here lies Buffy Summers. She saved the world a lot." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Next season on Buffy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's what it was like. Yeah, even like. They would have it here, home and away, water rats, neighbours. Yeah. Next week, and then they show the entire episode. On a very yeah. special episode. Yeah. Next, you know, oh, okay, and then, someone's yeah, car goes There's off a, a car cliff, crash, yeah. And you're like, oh my God, are they going to live? And then oh. it shows them next week walking through the bush mm. because they've gotten yeah. out of their car completely yeah. fine. It's like, why Why the cliffhanger, That guys? mannequin looked like Toadie and D on yeah. their wedding day. Oh, no. Um, now, in that grab I just played for you, Mitchell, you might have heard an unfamiliar voice there with Robert C. Cooper doing the audio commentary. Oh, I recognise that was Richard Dean Anderson, yes. Yeah. No, no okay, right, someone else. The one, him. the one man who you could call Robert C. Cooper's boss, and he wouldn't change, he wouldn't say anything about it. Mm. Creator Brad Wright. Oh yeah, that was Brad. You might have noticed him in another part of the episode. I sure did. I sure did. I'm playing it. Don't think I'm not playing it. Interior bridge. The crew mans their stations. I'm picking up a strange energy anomaly, Colonel. It appears the singularity is about to explode. Weapons are at maximum. Damn it, Cap! Solar flare. We've got a shockwave headed straight for us. Can you reverse the polarity? I'll do my best. <laughs> Engine room. Warp speed. Take us out of here. Now. Take I'm us out of here. God, Captain, but you're expecting a bloody miracle. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Okay, one, that's Star Trek, and two, it's ridiculous. <laughs> What's wrong with it? The singularity is about to explode? Yes. <laughs> 
Everything about that statement is wrong. Okay, we need that as a soundbite. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's Star Trek, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it would like he does a very good accent there, yeah. Brad Wright. What would be? I mean, I, I was watching that. I'm like, what was Shanksy's one? He was Bones, Bones McCoy. Uh, okay. It was Damn it, Jim. Yeah, it's a little I'm bit a of, doctor, not an engineer. It was a little bit of Popeye about it. He was, he was speaking yeah. out of the side of his mouth like this. Um, would have been kind of funny if he threw in um, what's uh, your favorite guy from Atlantis. Well, that's what I was going to get to. Oh, really? That was originally going to be Beckett. Oh, brilliant. But Brad Wright... Oh, you got to stick him in there somewhere. Well, he yeah. was an actor in mm. his younger years. Yeah, and right. they were always trying... Every time... Like, you know how, like, Martin Wood puts yeah. himself in the back and Peter DeLuise puts himself in the back? They've been trying to do that for years mm. with Brad. And he's like, no, no. He's the antithesis of Cooper. Yeah, right. Because he's like, no, I don't need any special treatment. I don't need any mm. spotlight. He's a good just, writer. Yeah, he's a good writer. <laughs> he's humble. You know, he just wants the work to speak for itself. Yeah. He doesn't need any accolades. He's <laughs> like, no, it's fine. He, he like, he... That's the first and only commentary he ever does for the show because he's like, nobody cares about what I've got to say. Yeah, right. And, like, they wanted to get him in for the 100th and he's like, I'll do the 200th commentary. And mm. then, spoiler alert, Thinking. five years later, there they are and he didn't have a choice. Damn it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, like, all the directors have been trying to put him in the show for years in, like, a little background spot and he's like, no, 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 no. And then finally, this one, because... Because it's Star Trek. It's Star Trek. Brad mm. is as big a Star Trek fan as I am mm. in terms of... I mean, he's an original series um, fan. So, more than you. <laughs> well, yeah, because he likes the original stuff. So you know, to, he's he's been a fan longer than I have. He's a Trekkie. Um, but uh, he and I are, the, are cut from the same cloth. I never watched the original Star Trek. I know. I love it. Every time I would pitch a story uh, in the room, I would pitch a story, and Brad would go, oh, "Yeah, that's an original Star Trek." And I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, that's, well, Cooper's. That's what I would do. Known for ripping shit off. Yeah. Like he does, that's what he does. Well, they phrase it a little bit differently. Over the years, we obviously had a lot of discussions in the writer's room about other science fiction shows as we developed the stories for our own. You can't help but draw from the fabric of, of science fiction the things that have come before you. It's hard to do, uh, you know, a send-up of your own show without sending up uh, some other iconic uh, shows in the, in the genre. I- iconic shows in the genre. <laughs> Farscape, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. That's not even a sci-fi. That's not a sci-fi genre movie. Yeah, that of course was... it is. No, the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. That's straight up fantasy. That's that's like saying Lord of the Rings is a sci-fi movie. It's straight up fantasy. It was a. Oh my god, I was wrong. It was a. It was a dream. It was a dream. What about? And you were there. And you were there. <laughs> I actually wanted. Hammond to be the Wizard of Oz. That would have been great. And apparently mm-hmm. Carter was originally supposed to be Dorothy. She should have been. Yeah. But then they went, oh, well, Vala's already got the pigtails, so that makes more sense. And we'll make... No, it doesn't. Because everyone... And we'll make, cause and they've we'll been make doing Carter the Glinda. Wizard of Oz... Um, deep, Wizard of Oz, Oz lines yeah. throughout the entirety of the Since series. Like season mm. one, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it would have been good if Jack was in that, to mm. be honest, instead of Browder. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess and have Jack as Tin Man because he played the t- <laughs> the robot Tin Man in season one. Oh, brilliant! Well, no, come on, Tilk's Tilk's always going to be the Tin Man. I would have thought he was a better lion. He's not cowardly. Daniel's obviously the lion because he's the cowardly lion. Yeah, but Tilk looks better. He'd be <laughs> he'd be like Jack buff. would have been the scarecrow. He's the he's the one without a brain. Yeah. Yeah, it all makes sense. But um, yeah, no, I agree. I think yeah, it would have been better if it was the the OG four. 
mm. um, being that. And yeah, Ham- Hammond... Because everyone's spoken about it before who they would have in... Yeah, imagine. Yeah, you're right. Imagine Hammond's like shiny bald head. Yeah. Uh, with like the, with the flames going on. Either. Oh, yeah. that would have been so good. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's see if, if if Stargate was being made now and like we were running, it's like yeah. that's what two hundred would be. There'd be a Power Rangers thing, and Hammond would be Zordon. Yeah. Power Rangers SG One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're fan casting that in the next special episode. Well, then when you get um laundry as the floating head, and it just uh, it it reeks a little bit, and you know, not nothing against. Bow bridges, but like it's it's like okay, we're gonna stick in front of a green screen, and you're gonna wear like a little green screen turtleneck. It's just you're just gonna be a floating head. He's like, okay, They're like just trust us, it'll be all fine. With okay. these eyebrows, no, no, no. Like, you're not gonna <laughs> green screen my eyebrows. Um, out, now you? do this, but you gotta be really animated. So he's like, Wah! you know, like big smile. Okay, now wiggle your head a little bit. Oh, you know, like he's just doing like the most ridiculous stuff that you they kind of done just... the bird call again. <laughs> <laughs> just had him in the hat doing the bird call, the flying crows. Ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, it's it's funny, like we're sitting there talking about all this, and I'm like, this was a great episode, but I'm like, no, yeah. for 36 minutes, I kind of struggled a little bit with it. But interesting, it's weird. It's like yeah, I think it's great I love with a smaller, like slow, uh, uh, was a short attention span because it's just. Yeah, lots I of just, different things. Like I love, I love the love for the episode. That's why I love, I guess, the story behind it and why they did things. But then watching it, I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. Very strange. I don't, I, I'm struggling to how I, with how I feel about it because you know how Marty at the start says something about a clip show. So you're kind of expecting a clip show because mm. they've done clip shows so many times. Yeah, and then they've done that time O'Neill was invisible, and you're mm. like, hang on, that didn't happen. <laughs> and so that puts you the first time I watched it put me. At and a disadvantage trying to play catch up with yeah. with where we're I think I was just at a different level of where that was. I wasn't mm. expecting it. Yeah, yeah. If you go in blind that, like that, when you guys said it earlier with yeah. the furlings as well, you're just like, what? What the? Yeah, yeah. What the f- so well done with it. Actually, previously annoyed on me. And I'm like, one, and it was like, oh, this did happen. I actually on the last don't. Episode. I don't like the furling scene at all. Oh, really? I, still, I can't get past it. Mm. I love it. I feel like it's Cooperism. <laughs> I think I didn't like. Well, even though I, because now you can't do the furlings. They were never going to do them. No, I know that. But yeah. Even now, can you do it? I think you could still do the furlings and make them cute little koala Ewoks. But I think that's what gets. Is it? That'd be fantastic. They, I'd make them evil. They're called the furlings, and they're just very little bears. Like, well, the Dan- Daniel just translated it wrong. Yeah, well, something. Yeah, yeah was, but yeah, but like, um, I think it might be in the commentary or one of the special features. Like Cooper says, I just made up. I just made up another name. Like we we knew about the ancients, mm. we knew about the Asgard, uh, we knew about the Nox. So I just I just made up a, a fourth name and mm. n- never thought we'd ever ad- address it ever again. And, and yeah. there was never any plan to address the Furlings. Mm. But then there was an episode in one of the early where someone says, "Oh, they sounds furry" or something like that. They sound yeah. furry, or whatever. Cute and cuddly. Um, or yeah. Um, maybe it was was it Citizen Joe. He's the one that says it. Why? What, he's like, when are we going to meet the furlings? Or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So they just kind of played into that, and I just, and it, I love it. Yeah, like, it do, I mean, it does work for how much they stand out as not fitting into that, into the show, or into, yeah. into the tone, the aesthetic of it. Oh, and, I mean, the Asgard are just puppets as well. Like, yeah, I know, but I feel like they, they feel like the, I feel like oh, maybe just because I've been with them for twenty five years or something, but they, they feel like they fit the aesthetic of the show, whereas. Very much people in koala suits walking around going blah, 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 like little Teletubbies or something. Yeah. That seems ridiculous. 
And so I like that, like, the second I started thinking, this is stupid, like, that they would look like that, it cuts the, well, this didn't even happen. I'm like, oh, yeah. good. Like, yeah. it was building up to how ridiculous it was, and then it was the rug was, you know, none of the rug was pulled from under you. The curtains were drawn, and you were like, oh, okay, I see what's actually going on here. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm a completionist. So I just, mm. in my head, those are the furlings. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, yeah. yeah. the furlings. It's just like, you can't. You can't give us three and not give us the fourth. Like, and that would kind to... of be like an what an in-world meta way. Like if say Stargate comes back, you know, in two years on Amazon, and we have a team go out there and like Carter's running the SGC or something, and we meet the Furlings, and she's like, "That's insanely very close to what Marty described them as, you know, twenty years ago or something." You know, like it's an in-world going. Oh, we just that's what we had them looking like way back when. And it was yeah. kind of a funny thing to fans of the franchise for a long time that we kept them looking like yeah. that or something. Except that I maybe mean, they come out and they all have like deep, dark voices like yeah. Tony Todd or something instead of <laughs> yeah. squeaky things. Well, speaking of Tony Todd, one of the most famous Klingons in Star Trek. Um, oh, boy. I mean, that was unnecessary. No, yeah. just because yeah. I'm, I'm expanding what you were saying because that's what they did in the original series Star Trek. Klingons mm. were just guys with big eyebrows and like borderline blackface. Like they just put them in this weird gold kind of makeup yeah. thing. And then Next Generation shows up in the 80s and suddenly they've got those big giant prosthetic foreheads. Yeah, right. And nothing is said about it. Yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. is said about the difference between them until like 2005 when mm. Enterprise mentions it very briefly and explains sort of why Klingons 50 mm. years ago look different to Klingons now. Yeah. And you're like, finally. It's like, mm. an, you know, and, and you get that resolution. Yeah. So yeah, you know, they could do a sort of similar thing with the Furlings. They could yeah. Just be, Whatever they want. Yeah, like, because it's, even on that, and this is separate to 200 itself, but it feels weird that we, I mean, I guess very quickly, for the first couple, anyway, we met the races, the other, the four great races, or three of the four great races, mm. but we don't get to meet the Furlings. Like, oh, really? Like, we yeah, got so close. Complete, yeah. But then it's also like, well, this is a massive galaxy, and these are ancient races, so why would we? Yeah. But it still feel like it's sort of I, I can't exist on either side of the argument. I need somewhere in the middle where it's like, well, Maybe. just let us wait a little bit longer and then we meet them. But they don't come to play. It's not like we meet them now and they're the key to stop, stopping the aura. Like, well, Maybe. wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? Maybe Stargate Universe wouldn't have been cancelled if it was a furling ship. That was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, they went to furling worlds. Yeah. The the. I don't know if they've ever said it like in the script, but that that one moon that Jack and Mayborn were trapped on, mm. that was furl potentially furling technology yeah, or right. something like that. The yeah. the thing that transported them there, like when Carter and and Jonas were there trying to translate and stuff mm. like that. I don't know if it was ever said in in the script or not, but it's kind of that's the accepted sort of rule of thumb, sort of with it. You know what might fix it up for me is if like because I always I think of the word furling I think f u r l i n g furling that's, that's how it's spelled and it, it is how it's spelled yeah. but if it was spelled even with an e r or if it was f y r l i n g h or something L like with yeah, some yeah. really weird way of spelling it in an English language but then they just happen to be fairy creatures I'd be like I accept it. Yeah. yeah, because it's not spelt F U R or something like that. Yeah. As dumb as that is, there's something in my brain that can't quite accept a furry creature that happens to be also called fur something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and they got they got double duty out of the little people that were in the furling costumes because they also <laughs> they also then played the little people in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I see, I think so it took me until so they got more than just a day's work out of it. I'm, you know, I've, I've I, I didn't grow up with the Wizard of Oz. I'm obviously aware of the story and you know have seen it a couple of times. And, you know, Brendan and I were part of the musical in high school and that sort of stuff. But I still, it 
I just obviously wasn't paying attention because it was probably because it was Vala and I already saw, okay, it's another bloody family guy, you know, little um, uh, uh, cut scene, whatever. Oh, I landed on this, you know, it was the Jafar, the, the Gould that was ruling that land and then this happened and yeah. this and happened. And then a wise like, Tok'ra came down. Oh, the whatever. And she's like, and then I'm walking with the locals. I'm like, why are they all little people? Like that just, it feels like you're making fun of them at this point. And then I'm like, oh, this is a Wizard of Oz. Okay. Yeah. All right. This well, is it took all you that long service. to realize that it was Wizard of Oz. I just, again, I just didn't care. I wasn't really uh, paying attention. Yeah, and true. then I'm like, oh, okay. Because in like a split second, the 30 seconds of evidence caught up with me. Yeah. But I just. Three star yeah. cake like will he's, be crushed. He's crushed. Oh, no. I was, I was yeah. watching. I just didn't care. <laughs> you didn't get the reference. Well, I mean, you didn't get the Wizard of Oz reference. Obviously, you didn't really get the Farscape reference. The Farscape one was so good. Oh, I've man. spoken, yeah, obviously, the best. at so depth about all the Star Trek references. Maybe we'll do a, a reference that um, you will know, Mitchell. Mm -hmm. What difference does it make? I mean, it's not like you're going to have an actual ticking clock on the screen. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Trust me, Jeopardy plus ticking clock is box office. It's the E equals MC squared of the entertainment world. Ask any executive. <laughs> RIP to your 24 podcasts. <laughs> It's been on hiatus for three years. Yeah. So what? Like, what are they referring to? Uh, is it? I mean, are they just poking fun at Twitter? What, what, I'm assuming that's, no, no. That's they've the had most, countdowns before, in but SG1. that's the most, yeah. That yeah, but I mean, like, that's the most famous TV show with a countdown clock on the screen. Mm. Is just twenty four. And I what, mean, when, I when, mean, when I feel like that was, I feel when, like they were just poking fun at themselves having that. And every <laughs> yeah, like from, oh, everything that's done a ticking clock, but. When did 24 start? When did yeah, prior come? to this, it was 2002. Yeah, so this yeah. is 2006. Sorry. That's peak Jack Bauer. Um, yeah. Yeah, and obviously I, I would almost, ticking clock is a writing term as well. Yeah. It's like, what's the ticking clock? Sure, yeah. And I would almost give 24, like, I, I, as a whether or not I was a fan or not, I would almost give that as a, as a pass mark and have it excluded from that conversation because that's the... That's the oomph. That's the, the, yeah, that, like, that's, that is, it is the nuts. Like, it's, it's, it's in real time. So, yeah. like, yeah, time I mean, is adding, the show. It is the adding story. The, adding the happening in real time aspect mm. is, I think, what, I mean, I've never really seen 24. Oh, mate, um, come on, but you can join dude, me in my podcast. How the hell so, would they not. keep that up in terms of, like, um, filming? You would have to reset that clock, or is it CG clock? Oh no! It doesn't the clock doesn't no? Yeah, clock no. doesn't exist. They, they film it over yeah. six months. It's it's what's called post production, Brendan. Yeah, no, it's it's a literally. Uh, yeah, they didn't, it's, they it's didn't not film a, it all in twenty four hours. Is it, no, so but it's like, not in the back. There's no clock that's no. literally. No, it's just like at the you know at the um, beginning and the end of the of the ad break. It's like this is yeah. the time. I and you understand. Catch, they, it wasn't yeah. shot in twenty four hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they literally bring up four different <laughs> camera shots and have a thing cut through, and then there's just a superimposed clock going beep, boop. And I guess it, it's yeah, very... but I don't think two hundred. They were making it fun of twenty four. I think they were making fun of that because they've done that. They've had yeah. it in the gate room where they're counting. Yeah, their yeah. But I, and I, to me, everything else, like ticking clock, is a writer's term. It's mm. like what's the ticking clock? What's the peril? What's the thing that's going to push the plot forward mm. for someone to go? Well, we can figure this out tomorrow. Mm. The ticking clock, you know, is is yeah. a is a literary term. What I think they're making fun of is the fact that. 24 took a literary metaphor yeah. and made it a literal made it thing. The premise, yeah. And they said to that, that's ridiculous. What are you going to have? A ticking clock on the screen? That's ridiculous. Mm. And it's because like. Because they did it in SG1. Yeah, but you cut away to it at like a bomb counting down. 
There's no bomb. As far as in in twenty four, there's no bomb. They're literally just counting down the hours of the day. Occasionally, there's a bomb. Yeah, but yeah. It's, no, in a sense, it's like not a bomb this bomb is twenty four hour. Well, it might get this bomb is going off at midnight, and then yeah. you'd be like, it's eleven twelve, and the next ad break comes back, it's eleven sixteen, and then eleven forty seven, you go to an ad break, come back, it's eleven fifty two. You're like, holy yeah. shit! Yeah, but then, I think I think what it's doing is poking fun on the fact that. Yeah, there's a a ticking bomb or a yeah. ticking clock in something that might be in the last act of mm, an episode. Mm. They base the entire fucking franchise yeah. around a literary term mm. of a ticking clock, mm. and that the whole premise of the show is a ticking clock. Yeah, that I think they're making fun of that. That it's you've you've taken it to that such absurd level, and and, and maybe the they are because of the time this came popular. out. Yeah, whereas yeah. I think definitely, I mean, it's it's probably more the the I mean, you know, decades old yeah. trope of, of literally cutting back to a, a clock. And, you know, yeah. I, we spoke about it the other way. I'm, ma- I'm a massive Bond fan, but like there's plenty of those. And either he stops it with one second or one of the, oh, I want to say, was it Goldfinger, the third one? There's a bomb and he stops it. You wouldn't believe it, Maddie, when there's zero, zero, seven seconds to go. Classic. And it's like, oh, that yeah. is so <laughs> on the nose and jumping the shark at <laughs> yeah. the same. It's jumping a shark with a really big nose. Oh, my God, that's is disgusting, that but I love Jewish it. Joke? I kind of love it, hey? Is that a Jew joke? Absolutely not. And I want to take it back just in case it's taken that way by anybody. Um, um, I think wow. I think in I think in 2023 terms, what that would be called is Mate, it's like, 2024 now. You get up, we get to update the references. In 2024. Four terms, it would be punching up because it's like I don't think Stargate was as mainstream popular as Twenty Four. No I think, way. I think Twenty Four no. had a much bigger sort of you know what do you call it the yeah, mate, it was Nielsen's on, grab. It was, it was you know, on Prime Time Channel you know, Seven, all that kind of stuff. I think that show in Australia that show saved Channel Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Channel Seven was in like as far as in, like I think that did they have the Olympics. They had the Olympics in two thousand. Yeah, two thousand one. They were they had nothing going on. Yeah. They were in dire straits and they got twenty four and Alias. Yeah. <laughs> One year in six months later, they had another show and they had the two biggest shows uh, on the, the Matty John show. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Matty John show on a Monday night. You know. So, so my my uh, my other one of my other references I reference to the show a lot is Scrubs. And they did a similar thing where, like, Scrubs has been running for years, was never winning awards, wasn't winning daytime Emmys or primetime Emmys or that kind of stuff. And then House came along, which mm. was another medical show, and just clean sweep was winning every single fucking award there was for it. So literally in, like, season six or seven of Scrubs, they reference House because Dr. Cox is walking around with, like, a cane and a limp. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, House, it's a really good show. It's like they've taken our lives and put it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's it's punching up. It's like, well, I wish, you know, and they did the same thing with um, Monk as well. Mm. They would make references about Monk. Um, Which I remember seeing. I did. I watched House. I think the first season. I watched maybe maybe half of it. Maybe, maybe I got to the end of the first season. It wasn't a show that I kept up with. Ongoing. I tried to watch it for Billy from um, Neighbors. Neighbors. Yeah. Solidarity. Jesse, and then yep. I didn't get past. The I think episode. I saw the like uh, a pre credits bit. You know, three four seasons in one night, and something happened. They go, oh, it's actually no. This is what this means. This particular symptom it means this. And House like almost down the camera goes, what you mean? Grease Anatomy got it wrong. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I see you're there saying, you know, we're the definitive medical show. We're not the sexy one. You know, mm. none of our interns are having sex on the on the on the X-ray machine like in that show where everyone's hot and everyone's doing each other and it's the three why ways and not? orgies going everywhere which is why it was better and why it's still going yeah. um whereas house is like no no we're gonna do it the right way and we're still gonna have going 
Grey's Anatomy is still yeah, going, man. It's, it's season like season 28. Like, uh, the, I think it's about to hit 20. The chick whose last name is Grey left the show like three seasons ago. Or yeah, something, she's gone. She? It's now just... They're still going. And she's had half cousins and half siblings and all half these other sister people. Half-sister there and for a they, while. It's a, it's a whole and, thing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's but, essentially um, Days of Our Lives now. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's funny when when shows decide to reference the... Like, even just the fact that you get Jackson there saying, that's Star Trek. And and you're like, oh, okay, so Star Trek. (laughs) And we've heard, obviously, them talking about Star Wars, like Teal'c watched Star Wars. Big call from people who have all guest starred on Andromeda. What? um, All the the Stargate actors. That's how Michael Shanks met Lexa Doig. Yeah, right. Because he went and did a guest spot on on Andromeda. Yeah. Um, Judge was on Andromeda. Uh, I don't think think Amanda Tapping ever did Andromeda. Hmm. But she did one of the shittier seasons of Supernatural, so she's, yeah, right. <laughs> she's, she's got that in a in a. And so, like, I haven't watched, you know, I haven't seen Star Trek, I haven't seen Andromeda, I haven't seen uh, Farscape, I haven't seen many, many of these other shows, right? But I watched Stargate, and maybe just through episodes like this, or just the fact that they, it's it's serious enough within it, but sometimes the characters don't take things serious, but not to the point and not to the detriment of the show, except for Vala. Uh, but like O'Neill, <laughs> great comedic, you know, timing, and he's a funny character. But when the world is on the line and survival is, you know, he's like, no, I'm I'm serious, and I'm back to being this hardcore military guy, and I'm going to get the job done. Um, I, I think I, I like to think of Stargate as being, hey, we, yeah, we're not the biggest and we're going to have fun with what we do. We can make fun of the bigger guys. We can poke yeah. fun at the stupid stuff that they do. It was pretty big, though. Them. It was pretty Stargate. big. Stargate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for oh, sure. Yeah, no, I'm not saying at it's, this point, it's small-time stuff, but I just mean I feel like it was. it's not like it ever got to the heights of being more popular overall. Maybe at the time it yeah. was bigger than any Star Trek was, show that was on or something. But It, like, it definitely things. wasn't that that kind of... Vanilla TV watcher, they yeah. wouldn't watch. Them. It was it was niche. It had yeah. a, like it was bigger than a cult following. Yeah, mm. no, but for sure. in the same way, like mentioned, the radio station here you work in, it's like it's all about the creative marketing in terms of it's like when the surveys come out, it's like oh, we're the number one FM radio station mm. in Brisbane for people under forty. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's you you narrow it down to the point where you're the first person ever. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the I'm the first trans non-binary person of color to ever step on the moon yeah you know that yeah, kind of thing yeah. um i think stargate was very much that because it's like no star trek series ran 10 seasons mm. no star trek series ran longer than seven seasons i would say something like the next generation had a bigger viewership mm. you know made more money was more of a draw card but never lasted as long as this mm. show so it's like a lot of the shows like Sean brighter and faded quicker mm. But Stargate was always just that little engine that could just, you know, and maybe the like third more... or fourth tier most popular TV show, but just kept on trucking like, on. Hardcore it, it fans was, in the sense the of like, against the hair. you watched it, you loved it, and you stuck with it. And, you even, know, like... Even through the Jonas season. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's not like, oh, well, you've got this hardcore group of Stargate fans that can love Jonas and hate Shanks and if you like if you like Jackson more than you like Jonas you're a fucking noob yeah. and you don't deserve to like this <laughs> franchise whereas if you're a Jackson fan and you dared like you know you're a Stargate you look at other Stargate fans and you look at someone that kept watching Stargate and kept liking Stargate even though Jackson left and you thought Jonas was a good replacement well then you, you you've lost all you've lost all credibility <laughs> how dare like there's no infighting like I mean again yeah, maybe there's it was a Canadian production everyone's just maybe yeah, yeah everyone's a cool eh so you know they, they love it but maybe because you know Star Trek has decades and 
and so many, and up until that point when Stargate came along, had so many different um, series, different series within the one Plus, franchise. Star Trek was like a new thing, like yeah. And but uh, it was out before that. It was just like lost in space and like weird shit. Yeah, yeah. And at like this stage, when, but not maybe like okay. When the movie came out, when Stargate started, we only had the three original Star Wars movies. But during its run, and certainly up until after, by this point, we'd had all of the prequels. So Star Wars fans are suddenly eating each other as well uh, over whether or not you can love or can hate, or when you can they can coexist the the original trilogy and the and the uh, prequel trilogy. Whereas now st- you can now you can now love the, now you can love the prequels now, now absolutely. Yeah. Um, whereas um, whereas Stargate, it's again, it's small. It's the one thing and the one timeline and the one series. Okay, now we've got Atlantis coming on, but it exists at the same time. We're going to keep crossing over. We're fine. Yeah. These are the new just kids not in the, the block. Spotlight, just hey, doing its thing. you want a little yeah. bit of extra budget than us, mate? We'll give you some extra money. Yeah. Yeah, we'll and we'll take it back. Burnout's fine. Everyone, you might have only had people that liked Atlantis or that only watched Atlantis. That's fine. You know what? Maybe one day you'll go back and watch SG1. You're fine to like this now. Wait till you see the other stuff. Everyone, there was no. Even now, if you get to now, years and years after these shows finished, you not you haven't got Atlantis watchers that hate SG One watchers, and how dare you like the OG? They were shit. Like you do, you don't like you the OG Star the Trek. Universe. Well, universe. universe is a bit different. And until Origins came along, and it's like, well, we hate yeah, Origins. Yeah. How dare that? Yeah. Universe but, is fine. But then, yeah. <laughs> but then, and then you've got people that kind of like Origins. I don't see the big deal. It was what it was, and yeah. it's fine. I just like new Star yeah, New, the new house Origins. Watches. And I, yeah, and that I'm like. <laughs> No, don't accept mediocrity. Many people. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't accept mediocrity, but you know what? If you got something out of it, then fine. Here's some math for you. Given that, you know, yeah, Star Trek was arguably the more popular franchise, it's like when when SG-1 started, Next Generation was already finished. Mm. Voyager was in its, like, second... It was in its third season. DS9 was in its fifth season. So it was, like, peak Star Trek. Like, that mm. was, you know, it was huge. By the time Stargate got to its eighth season, every single Star Trek show had finished and it was cancelled and it was a yeah, dead right. it was a dead franchise. Mm. By when this show started, DS9 finished like two and a half seasons. Voyager had a seven season run. Enterprise had a four season run. It got cancelled like two thousand and five. Yeah. We're now in like, you know, the end of two thousand and six and this show is still going. Yeah. In its tenth season, and when was Nemesis was two thousand and two? I yes. want to say, yeah. And that, I remember that came yeah. out. It was like, okay, we're throwing, we're throwing another big budget movie. Oh yeah, right? there would have been. Um, there was three other uh, motion pictures as well. There yeah. was. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, three including Nemesis. There would yeah. have been the first, I'm just thinking, first contact. That was that Nemesis. was where I started to become like aware that Star Trek was like because I just knew it was, oh, it's on TV and it's a really old franchise. Mm. And then the movie came out and it's like, oh, okay, so they're still doing like movie stuff. Oh, it's obviously a big thing, and it didn't do. Gangbusters, and nah. then shows were starting to become cancelled or you know redundant, whatever. And I just remember hearing the commentary around it, going, "Oh, this is this is a dying, this is a dead franchise." Yeah. And, and I remember even thinking, "I've never seen a second of it," but oh, that's a shame because it's been going on for so yeah. long. It's in- kind of like now I've ne- I've never oh, probably might have seen one or two episodes of Doctor Who in my life, but the fact that that's been around for sixty fucking years. Mm. If all of a sudden that died, I'd be like, "That's a shame." Because that's been around for so long, and that show is it literally about reinventing itself um, for sixty years. That would be a shame if that died yeah. off. Because even if you look at it and go, it's the same as it's always been. It's got a loyal fan base. It's never been consecutive years. No, no, of course not. No, it has had like massive breaks and mm-hmm. um, yeah, through and like whatnot. the nineties. I don't think there yeah, was any, yeah. But, yeah. But the same thing, like when when this season of Stargate was showing, 
It was the first year since 1987 that there was no Star Trek on wow. TV and it was a dead franchise. And meanwhile, Stargate's just like, here we are and here's their other spin-off show, Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, and that's going... when the magazines are going nuts. Yeah. yeah going, well, hang on, what is this? What? Star, yeah. you're like buried yeah, under the other eight, two. Season 8 and Atlantis starting mm. was like crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, suddenly now it's a franchise with spin-off yeah. potential and all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. God, there's so many. That's ones there. So <laughs> I mean, I've got yeah. this can whole I episode. A, can I get a that's one? <laughs> this whole episode is like a pass mark for yeah. this sort of stuff. It's, yeah. I mean, we can yeah. still hear it. I mean, it's well, let's you know what we I can. I played we, the that's three. Early. You did. That's fine. Yeah, we should have gone yeah. backwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. This episode exists outside of canon, like yeah. the episode two hundred does. From I feel like from this Star is Wars, this uh, is a self-referential grab for us, given that this is something I mentioned back in maybe seasons one or two, and I feel like it's something that stuck with Brendan for years. <laughs> Beamed out. Sure, why not? Is that not too convenient? Not if you hang a lantern on it. What's <laughs> that? It's a writer's term. Another character points out how convenient it is. Dr. Levant can say, Wow, that was great timing. That way, the audience knows I intended for it to be convenient, and we move on. <laughs> That's so Cooper. <laughs> yeah. That is so Cooper. <laughs> Cooper. But also, I'm like, anyone who's got the encyclopedic knowledge of this podcast, I'm sure you can go back and find where I say that almost verbatim yeah, yeah, yeah. in, like, season one of this show. Because yeah. I remember Brendan going, hang a lantern, what does that mean? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I knew what that meant. Oh, maybe you were just being patronizing. <laughs> no, I, knew, I always knew. Because they say it, I think Cooper says it in those um, audio commentaries early on, too. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Hang a lantern. <laughs> hang a lantern on it. We we can't go without playing this one. Oh yeah, I say without. Be honest, knowing. I wouldn't mind one last jaunt through the old orifice. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we call it that sometimes, don't we? <laughs> don't we? Just forgotten. Orifice. The best part about that is the way that O'Neill's done. So. In the puppet scene, which happened earlier than that, oh, yeah. when the, the puppet pointing. goes, right, <laughs> and does yeah. the point. O'Neill's never done that before in his life. In the special features, they said the guys running the puppets came in on the weekends on their time off <laughs> to try and figure out. Because basically what happened is all the all the um, actors came in and did that scene. Mm. Just read the scripts, did the scene, like blocked it out and acted it. And then the puppeteers recreated it with the puppets. Mm. And Jack, when he was doing it, did that point. So yeah, the right. puppeteers thought, oh, that must be a thing O'Neill <laughs> does. We need to recreate that. They're like, it's a wobbly puppet arm on a string. How does it do like a, a hard motion like that? They came in on the weekends and in their off hours to figure out how to do it. And came to Martin Wood was like, look what we figured out. Look what we figured out. And, and Martin Wood never had to tell him. It's like, he's never done that before <laughs> in his life. Cut to them, him talking about jaunt through the old orifice. And he brings it back. I'm like, that's just I feel like he's genius. Really? Like, I just, yeah, I feel like he's done that. Right. Just that point in the air and the twist of the wrist. Yeah, I would have I would have thought so too, but maybe like I'm just tally ho, like off we go mm. to, through the Stargate. Yeah, I mm. Like uh, when they're going through the woods, all right, let's go. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, I reckon he does. Yeah, I guess it's not as sort of yeah, hard it's not as, as, as rigid as a puppet. Yeah, yeah, right. as a puppet, yeah. Yeah, unless he may be like, oh no, he couldn't have seen the puppet and then and then yeah. chose to do it afterwards. <laughs> Bring it back. It would make sense for this episode, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's just in that mode. Yeah. Do you really think the best way to introduce the heroes of the story is to show them causing a massive catastrophe? 
That one was just for the season one writers of Star Trek Discovery because that's literally what they did. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> terrible. I laughed that when I heard shit. that. That was a shit show. So terrible. Um, this was a weird line. Like, great line. Everything was truth. I feel like maybe Carter should have said it because I don't really believe Cam when he says it. He says it in a really weird way. Never underestimate your audience. They're generally sensitive, intelligent people who respond positively to quality entertainment. Yeah. He was basically Neam like, we had a rage that could not be subsided. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, Carter would have been better. Yeah. Because she's the one that does all the fucking exposition. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> she's like, this is the reason I get paid, is for the smart people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> but my absolute favourite, and I, I think I referenced it in 100, and I said, I can't wait till we get to 200 to do it. It's one of my favourite things to quote. Whenever anyone makes fun of science fiction and stuff like that, I remember, I remember one of my sisters making fun of me when I was like 15 or 16 and really got into sci-fi. And she's like, what do you f***ing this? I'm like, you know, it just teaches you things. It teaches you moral lessons. It gives you your own morals. And she literally laughed in my face when I said that. So I just love playing this to anyone who, um, who doesn't see the significance of good science fiction. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. <laughs> it allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation if we are to be saved at all. Oh, Perfect. I mm. love that so much. Yeah. And that's why, because it is every genre in one, mm. that's why I like it. Yeah. yeah you can it's... have comedy, drama, mm. action, thriller, horror, it's all you can all fit it into sci-fi. I mean, they mm. did it in this episode. You had yeah. the the horror zombie stuff at the start. You know, not to harp on Star Trek again, but it's like the whole premise of when Gene Roddenberry made the original Star Trek was it's a western in space. Mm. It that's all it is. It's it's wagon train. You know, so it's like when you're watching a lot of sci-fi, you're just Sweden did that. Just Sweden, <laughs> yeah. It's like you're actually just watching a western with a different Instagram filter on it. Yeah. With a space Instagram filter on it and suddenly we're, do, we're, we're you know we're watching science fiction. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah, even just at the crux of like why people that the argument, you know, Star Wars isn't sci-fi, it's fantasy, but you know, I mean mm. still you can put it into a sci-fi genre for the sake of this argument and people yeah. oh no, that's that's such a ridiculous thing I would never watch that. I like, you know, my stories you know, that are, are, outside, <laughs> are outside of reality like <laughs> blah and it's like hang on blah is also about a you know young village boy who gets swooped up by a you know uh, a random soldier to go and rescue a princess to return her to her castle so that they can fight yeah. the overlord that's taken over the land. It's like that's Star Wars, guys. It's just you know instead of having Merlin around, it's a yeah. you know space wizard and you know well it's- and that um the that stand-up comedian I forget his name but he tells that whole story where he's like. Harry Potter is, is just Star Wars with shittier lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they use wands instead of lightsabers, yeah. and that's it. I wish I like had yeah. that. Like, I, I wish I could speak as eloquently as that quote when yeah. I try and defend. You know, even if it's well, something as simple as a, a a superhero. You know, should people? Oh, that's ridiculous. But hang on, take off the layer of this person flying or wearing a certain suit or the type of bad guy they're fighting yeah. what is the basis of what they're doing so yeah. this person who's like had some development in who they are as a character they've seen their wrongs they've decided to change this about themselves and their antithesis is blah and they try to stop like yeah. that could be a courtroom drama that could be a business thing that could be a high yeah. school comedy against going up against your you know your, your schoolyard bully or something I'm like it's it's such a it's a simple yeah. story trope but we just thought well okay that's been done before let's make them 
have green skin or yeah. something, and then yeah, all of a exactly. sudden it's a different it's a different genre, mm. which kind of makes it a different story. Yeah, well, obviously, and I've mentioned it uh, a lot of times. There's that classic Star Trek episode where it's like the there's half the planet have they're black on the left side of their face and white on the right side of their face, mm. and the other half of the planet are white on the left mm. side of their face and black on the right side it's of their face. Bit on the nose, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but it was the '60s, so you know. <laughs> um, but it's just like, and they're having a race war mm. over yeah. that. Yeah, and it's like, well, you're white on the left, but you're white on the right, mm. and then it's like, yeah. well, when you look in the mirror, they're actually on the same side. Like, mm. it, you know, that's that's just a, a, you know, a story about race relations that we can take in our everyday lives. Yeah, but yeah, you put yeah. into that farcical, over the top, candy yeah. sci-fi, you know, space opera type thing, yeah. and it's it becomes a little more palatable. Yeah, I, I still like. I go back like one of my favorite ones. Where I just co- I couldn't believe the conversation in a way that I was having, and it was all like perfectly timed too. And I remember going over parents' place for a feed, and uh, my brother had taken my parents to see Avatar, like it had been out for I don't know, three weeks or something. And so it was, you know, going gangbusters at the box office, and you know everybody's talking about this movie and so then everyone feels the need to comment on it and i'm like oh cool great because i'd already seen it with link and we loved it and so he's taken my parents to try and you know share that with them and you know my dad made a real point of saying no no don't see the big deal of it i can't I just couldn't i'm like what oh just because you know big blue cat people he's like no i just couldn't get into the story i didn't story just like what i just couldn't get around it. i don't even understand it and i swear to christ like that christmas two weeks earlier than this conversation i'm having with him and he'd also watch these movies. I'd given him a Clint Eastwood box set. Well, not even a box set, like a, a single slip with yeah. three movies in it. I forget the name of the movie. But in it, Clint Eastwood. And he'd said, oh, I watched this, though. This is great. And it was a Clint Eastwood film where he plays some type of you know, a, a, um, a hired gun to go and infiltrate the local Indian tribe. Yeah. To try and convince them to, to to move out, yeah, exactly. Uh, done a thousand times, Ferngully, all that Fern sort of stuff. Gully, yeah. But like, this is an old school western. Like, is grounded, like not Ferngully and and Dance with Wolves. Okay, but it was more recent. Like, this is an old school western. You know, as grounded as it possibly could get, and based back then too. So it felt even more grounded because it's set in a real world in our time. You know, two hundred years ago, one hundred and fifty years ago, whatever. Mm. And he had to infiltrate the tribe convince them to move their ground so that the local mining company could come and just completely rape and pillage their land yeah. for the oil or whatever. And I'm like, you know, that's the same story, right? And he's like, no, that's no, got nothing to do with it. I'm like, it's the, it's a skeleton, mate. What are you talking about? But it's blue skin people in space. And all of a sudden, oh no, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, just decide, like, if you're not a, I just, I can I can never get over how the idea of something being sci-fi, just labeled sci-fi scares people away yeah. from, from being able to, to watch it. And then like, you hear that line, you're like, oh, that's the only serious line that was this in, in this entire episode. Yeah. This whole episode was taking the piss out of the show and- that exists in, taking the piss out of the entire genre and every other series that is part of it. But then you get that. It's like, this yeah. is why we do what we do and he did mumble through it but you might people might have missed what he said there but it's um it's a quote from isaac asimov mm. who obviously was a famous science fiction mm-hmm. writer i wrote check, check out foundation my god oh i've never Great, uh, seen that one apple yeah that's a, i think uh, it's so, so i don't have apple see oh, i want so i've been wanting on. to see the um that that morning show with jennifer aniston yeah, yeah, yeah. and that tom holland movie cherry or whatever it is yeah. i've been wanting to see that i don't with apple um Get your free month and just but, yeah. like, lock yourself in a room, man. Go <laughs> well, crazy. I've got, I've got the next three weeks off. Yep. I do like that. That was a good, that morning show. Mm. Yeah, I, I want to see that. Season. First season's great. Second, yeah. yeah, second season's like 
the part two. Third season's different, but it's still. I think it's all good. I think yeah. it's a very, very good show. Yeah. But um, but yeah, obviously, like you know, Isaac um, Asimov's mm. rules of robotics and like laws of all that kind of stuff. It's like he's a he's a really you know interesting and and sort of lead thinker in terms of mm. what was in terms of you know um, science fiction and the and the metaphor. Like that's it, it's an existential metaphor, mm. which I think is really fantastic. Especially when people like him and like you know, Roddenberry or whatever, like people that existed back when they were inventing, especially yeah. Asimov. Like he, I forget how long ago he was around to write all this shit. Yeah. It was very much an allegory or whatever based on real world shit because mm. at least now if someone writes a sci-fi film, they're inspired by other sci-fi films that yeah. were inspired by other sci-fi films. So... It might be completely yeah. removed from the real world. It's just it's it's high concept based and inspired on other high concept. Whereas these yeah. guys were like, "What if robots did this very real real world thing?" Yeah. Or something like Foundation. It's set I can't ten thousand years in the future, but it's all about human behavior repeating itself and why if it repeats itself, it is doomed to fail. And it's mm. yeah on it like a, a different. I haven't even haven't even seen the first full season. I've seen most of season one, season two just wrapped up on Apple mm. the last I don't know two months or something. Season one, episode one, the, the pilot episode of that show might be the greatest pilot episode of TV I've yeah. ever seen, and, and one I mean, of the greatest single episodes of TV. I've you know, ever given, seen. given that we're here in 2024 already, we obviously know what a massive flop Rebel Moon was for being <laughs> morally bankrupt. Um, but, um, but just speaking of you talking about how like you know your dad's like just can't get into sci-fi yeah. my friend Mike who I spoke about on the podcast his the line must be drawn here this far no further yeah. he can't watch anything with horses he's like if something's got horses in it I'm what out. about Hidalgo you're kidding <laughs> please or, the, or that um, the, the Postman movie whatever is uh, yeah what the, the Postman Kevin, yeah, Kevin the Costner Horse Whisperer um, yeah, so it's like he sea biscuit, no sea biscuit, <laughs> mate. Oh no, mate, no, no Lord of the Rings. What? Because it's got a horse. Because it's horses. Oh, no, no Braveheart. No Mike. Game of Thrones. No Game of Thrones. Oh Mike, anything come, get horses. your fucking hand off it. <laughs> Could you imagine though? He goes to see fucking Saving Private Ryan. There's no fucking horse in it until right at the end. There's like a. D- He's like, I'm out. Gets up and walks out before fucking Matt Damon even comes into it. A bad ending ruins a good movie. <laughs> is that the movie where there's like a just a, a just a, a completely destroyed like war scene and there's like yeah, smoke and all that kind a of horse. and just one random horse just <laughs> runs across? Yeah, he'd be out. That's it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out, Cherry. Fuck this shit. So, okay. Sorry, did you, did I skip over the fact just Please through my skip. fury <laughs> that and no one saw that. There's that Australian <laughs> film, Ride Like a Girl, about a female jockey. He's he's sexist too, so he would double hate <laughs> yeah. that movie. Um, I don't what know that for a the, fact, uh... but. Did I miss? Did you reveal why he why oh. horses or just? I the, don't think he has an answer. You, oh, just, he just he, he just done, can't done get, with horses. About Farla. Get into it. No, no. <laughs> there's a there's an episode. Massive Buffy fan. There's a there's a sp- Mike. It's the biggest horse of horse <laughs> biggest heart of horses ever seen. There's a there's a spinoff series from Buffy called Angel, and like mm. the season two finale, they go to a different You're dimension kidding. where there's. Um, like it's like a, a rural town with all these like demons and stuff, but they have horses. And he's like, I'm out. I can't do horses. Uh, what the hell? That's... Have you got a phobia or something? I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to ask him because obviously, like, he's a big sci-fi. Loves his unicorns. sci-fi stuff. I want to know how he feels about Firefly. Hmm. Because there's plenty of horses in that. Hmm. So. Space. Yeah. What about seahorses? I'll have to. I'll have to find out yeah. about that. Maybe he likes sea monkeys. I wonder stuff. if like. People who don't like science fiction are, f- are scared of thinking too mm, deep. Yeah, because I, I just because you can make you think. Well, that's Absolutely. good. Good sci-fi should. Mm. Yeah, 
It's like my mum and her and my auntie, they're like, oh, Star Wars, can't stand it. No, I hate sci-fi. Their two favourite shows growing up, mm. Lost in Space and Doctor Who. I go, yeah. they're f***ing science fiction. No, they're not. Oh, my God. Yes, they are, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even, I can't talk to you anymore. I, I could yeah. never get I into Doctor Who. I can't, not only, I can't explain it, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. yeah. I could never get into Doctor Who. To be fair, I've never really given it a proper chance. The closest I got was one episode, like it was a special Christmas episode with Kylie Minogue in it where they're stuck mm. on like the space Titanic. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. And mm. then I saw one episode of Torchwood. I, I watched the yeah, first I season to I actually really liked Torchwood. Where you saw like this woman became Weird. like a bionic woman and she had like toilet roll holders painted silver stuck on the side of her head <laughs> yeah, and she was, a, she was a robot woman. Mm. And English I was like, sci-fi, mate. nah. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. No, I, no. The no, best I'm, Australia I'm has is Farscape, and it was American production. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the the, be, the best um, Australian sci-fi is Sea Patrol. Sea <laughs> C- C- Patrol is literally Star Trek on the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's what we're talking about. It's 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 Star Trek What's on a different the science filter. Science fiction, though. Because they're traveling to different islands and they're border patrol and they've got a chief engineer. But that happens a, in real life. Yeah, but they've got not the mate. They're stopping like. Have drug they got rings. an alien on board? They're stopping drug rings, mate. <laughs> in the Arafura <laughs> Sea. It's a, this is high fantasy. You know, that's what that exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what I love is like, that, like you look at Star Wars and they go, "That's a you know or whatever." It, they're they a Western in space. Like they've taken a real world concept and just thrown it up into the stars. Whereas you're saying Sea Patrol has taken something in the stars and in the future and put yeah. it onto a boat well, in the Pacific on Ocean and, they're and giving like, it a Logie. They're like, here's their, I don't think it ever won Logies, mate. Of course not. But it's like, here's, here's our chief engineer. Probably got Lisa McKenna yeah. gold Logie. Yeah. yeah. She's, th- that's our first officer. And then here's yeah. our she's, chief she's engineer. She's Australia's sweetheart, mate. Here's our medic. Here's our, you know, it's, yeah. you know, because obviously Star Trek is based on, you know, uh, nautical. Western. It's like, it's ships. Mm. Well, no, like, you know, the, the filter is like a ship is run like a ship in the sea. Yeah, you know, but yeah, it's like, oh, we're As gonna do an away. Be. We're gonna get out our our uh, inflatable boat, and we're gonna do a um, we're gonna do an away mission. Yeah, that's why I like it. Just takes a lot longer to get there. Yeah. Then oh, not through, in their um, boats, mate. Nah, not not in season two. <laughs> oh, sorry, of course on their not. tinnies. <laughs> not in season two when they get yeah, thunder and lightning. They're called. Oh, really? They're two. Off. Bit of <laughs> thunder <laughs> and lightning. Oh well, yeah, well, no, because the ship. Des and Troy. it's pretty much that. So the ship is called the Hammersley. Oh, no. So them, their. I um, don't. I don't care. Their 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 <laughs> motto guy is Thor because oh, he, is he, he wields a hammer. Amazing. So their two ships are called their two little dirigibles wow. are called thunder and lightning. That's a, you know what? When I, does PJ come into it? That's <laughs> what I want to know. <laughs> they didn't deserve him. Uh, no. Nah. Although, what was the big fellow in Blue Hill? Is, is it Nick? Was it Nick? Nick was, that was the, the tall one. The big tall one? Yeah. And he's, he's, the, he's the zany doctor in NCIS Sydney. You know, like is every he? every NCIS has that oh, zany like medic guy. Yeah, that's that's tall Nick from Blue Hills. Oh, I never watched Blue Hills. Oh mate, you got you've missed out. out. You've missed nah. out. No, Although he, time. mate, I got I got Lisa McCune in a better setting in HD no on a boat way. with with guns oh, and you make a point on ears? HD. And, um, she had her ears pinned back then, mate. <laughs> Not in Blue Hills, mate. What, I can tell you. Do you know Do you know what Blue Hills didn't have that Sea Patrol has? Bitch, I didn't care. Sas- he didn't care. Saskia Burmeister. <laughs> Sorry. Saskia. I will give you Saskia. Saskia Burmeister in the first three seasons. Yeah. Who? Oh, mate. You need, I need pictures. Do I need you, visual aids. Do you, Google it. 
Do yourself a favour. Jay Ryan. Jay. Big Jay. Yeah, big, big, he was in It. He was in the new It movies. Jay Ryan. Hmm. It's a good show. I like it. It, the horror one. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't seen I started watching the first They're one. terrible. Yeah, the first didn't one looked great. First one was good. Second yeah. one was... No, I really, I really liked the first one, and the second one felt like it was... Yeah, nah. A, oh, I was really weirded out by There's the second one. There's not that many Stephen... Many Stephen King movies that I've actually that adapt liked. well. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen enough. the The first it they did was terrified me as like a twelve year old. Oh, going, the original. I remember going to one of my first like um, boy girl sleepover parties mm. in like seventh grade or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, we're all gonna sit and watch it," and I'm like, oh, "It's at this moment he knew he fucked <laughs> up." Because I mean, I was terrified by season one of Supernatural. I've always yeah. had I up until that point I had the lowest tolerance for any kind of horror, mm. scary kind of movie shit. Um, I used to get scared watching the first season of Supernatural, and <laughs> that kind of helped desensitize me to um, to scary movies. But mm. I've still I've still never seen a Saw film. I've got mm. no interest in seeing a Saw film. I ain't going to go around with any first of that one, shit. The first one's good. Isn't the fourth one they start getting the main character from Gilmore Girls in it? Third. He comes into it with a third, but yeah, he doesn't really play a better, better part. Oh. I think I only saw two or three. Oh, shit, nice. No. I think maybe three. Maybe. No. Did he Definitely wear, four. Did he wear a backwards baseball cap? No, man. Yeah, I think contractually that. he's only allowed to do that in Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, before he got the hair plugs. And now he's in a show that my wife's watching on Netflix and he plays a dad to an adult daughter. And I'm like, is he that old? Who? Oh, what? The guy that the guy that played his nephew was the was the father from This Is Us, Milo Ventimiglia. Oh yeah, that's how old he is. He was like that kid. Yeah, who, but you can be an that uncle kid at, who's a father. You can be an uncle at three. You know. Yeah, like, but he was 45 to a 16 year old nephew. Sure. Handsome forty five. You know what I found out today? Handsome I don't. I can't remember if I've seen the movie Steve Martin Parenthood. Mm. I remember oh, the iconic. I remember that he's holding the kids upside down in the poster mm-hmm. by their ankles. Yeah, mm. Walking Phoenix is one of them. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I yeah, he was. That. He was like he was um the the son of Keanu Reeves. He was like Keanu Reeves's girlfriend's little brother. It's Keanu Reeves in that too. Yeah, I'll have to watch. It. He bangs um, oh, that chick from like Saving Hope or whatever that blonde, Is this la- the blonde the lady. Same movie? What were they thinking about? Yeah, no, Parenthood. <laughs> it's great. It's got Rick Moranis in it. Oh yeah, my nice. god! Uh, and Just then um, a lot of boxes here. Uh, diarrhea, diarrhea. When you're sliding, yeah. When wow. you're sliding in the home and your pants are full of foam, diarrhea, <laughs> diarrhea. I've and love Parenthood. And then they did the, um, to bring it all back around, then they did the reboot TV series starring Lauren Graham after she finished Gilmore Girls. When you said to bring it all around, I thought you were going to type back into Stargate, Me not too. into Gilmore Girls from literally 90 seconds ago. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tie it all no, around. Is this Stargate? Is this a Stargate podcast? It, we went on a massive tangent, which just became a love letter to sci-fi television and why mm. it's so great. And then we transitioned to other stuff. That's still, and all of a sudden we're talking about can see Patrol again. No, see, um, Patrol is fine because it was tied to Star Trek. It was tied to Star Trek. It's fine. Let the record all... show you brought up Parenthood. Yeah, well, I was thought about what I found out today. Walking Phoenix. Yeah. Because I wanted to see Napoleon. They're not playing it on the big theatres anymore. They're playing the fucking Willy Wonka one. Yeah. I mean, oh, Napoleon. I, I haven't even had a look at Apple now. Like, what's going on when it's coming? Okay, again, we're now we're going on tangent. Napoleon, an Apple film, right? Snapple really? film. Yep, Snapple film. 
Yeah. Oh, you know, sorry, no, I'm confusing oh, so it with the other the, Apple film. Killers of the Flower yeah, Moon, Killers right? Killers of the Flower Moon. It's is. an Apple film. They release it, make some extra free money off it. Apple's got all the money in the world. They don't do it for money. They release it, make some extra money, get in the running for the Oscars. I think just before Christmas, um, I'm on, I'm, I'm flicking around um, my TV, and it's like, Killers of the Flower Moon, it's available now. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. And it's like, rent or buy on Apple right now. I'm like, off. you pricks, it's your film. Wow. If I buy it now for $25... In a month, I'll be able to watch it forever for yeah. free too. Yeah, Go and fuck yourselves. Yeah, so people, hard. Mitch, you're going to love this. People are actually coming back around. To, I'm seeing a lot of TikToks people, TikToks people are like, I never should have gotten rid of my physical media mm. because there's like mm. people are buying, people who bought like a season of television oh, on yeah. iTunes 10 years ago and it's been there. It was on Sony. It was a big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. iTunes is now losing the their contracts with certain things. So oh, even really? Even though these yeah. people spent $25 to buy a digital copy of a season <sighs> of television, they're losing it because oh, Apple... You know what I hate? Copyright. I think it's a strange <laughs> thing. Like, I understand, say, Michael Jackson, he should have earned the money that he earns when he was alive. Mm. But at some point, He's like he's dead, mm. but that copyright still exists. Some other fuck's getting rich yeah. off his music. Mm. Yeah, shouldn't we? It, shouldn't it just be open to license? Like after ten years after he's dead or something like that, you should be able to just they they mix can shit. be. But like that's the thing. Like the reason that horrible fan four stick movie was made was purely because the company that owned it was going. If they didn't make another Fantastic Four movie, part of the contract was they were going to lose the rights to it. So, like, that happens all the time. Movies are made just so companies can hold on to the intellectual property of some kind of IP. Yeah, I get it. But, yeah. like, it, I just think after a certain time period, it should just elapse and then it's free for anyone to Whereas I was, I Well, saw it has something recently on... with Winnie the Pooh, would it? No, not Winnie yeah, the Pooh. Yeah, no, Winnie it? the Pooh because of that um, and Blood and Honey movie. And Pinocchio or something like that. Yeah, it's... I think they're doing a horror version of that because yeah. that was all on Twitter a couple See, of weeks they're, ago. They're 100 years old almost. Yeah, but that's, yeah. the only reason I saw that and reminded of them being as old as they are is because someone said, just a reminder that in, it couldn't be 10, it'd have to be like I don't know, 15 or whatever, um, Superman becomes public domain. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, we're coming up to a nearly you know a century until uh, since that guy was invented and they're like, and someone was complaining, oh, this will, it'll you know, open the floodgates and anyone will be able to make a Superman Good. movie and it'll be terrible. And everyone's like, well, hang on. Why is that a bad thing? Because it will allow you know different people with different um, creative either differences or, or, or restraints on budget and blah, all, di- all different ideas, not run by committees, but by individual yeah. creatives or whatever. And then someone else threw and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. There's your example of why anyone just getting a, any old thing and making it into something is not always a good idea. Now, I haven't seen that yet. Do I want to see a movie where Winnie the Pooh is a serial killer? Fucking yeah, Daddy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. But that's the thing, is, be, is because the... Oh, bother. Made a mess. Yeah. But because these big, giant um, studios aren't behind it, pumping out the marketing machine going, this is the definitive... Ver-. They're not there going, this is the definitive version of Winnie the Pooh you were too scared to ask about, blah, blah. Mm, it's like... Yeah. You can either watch it or not watch it. It doesn't matter. Imagine if instead yeah, of if- Star Wars being sold to Disney and Disney goes, oh, well, now we own Star Wars and we do what we want with it. Imagine if Star Wars went into public domain yeah. and people could just make... that. Maybe there was 40 Star Wars films out there yeah. made by 40 different creators. And then it's creators. up to the actors to decide. Up to the act- and then it's up to us as viewers to go which one you like and which yeah, one you don't. Like, canon doesn't best. matter. Yeah, you can just can- go, I really enjoyed this one for this yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, you're right. I think intellectual property and copyright and stuff like that is such a weird concept. I, that you can buy an idea, you can buy someone else's idea. Yeah, and now it's yours. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's very very weird. Especially because like 
for example, a musician wants everyone to hear it. They they need to make a living. You want them to make a living to continue putting out great music. Yeah. But once they're dead, it's like, okay, let their kids eat mm. off them for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. But then it's also weird Public things like... Public domain. Uh, uh, an artist trying to break into the break in and, and makes it's like here's my please listen to my music yeah, here it is for free, for free here it is for free here it mm. is for free oh now i have some notoriety oh now you will have to pay for it yeah. because <laughs> this is my art yeah and i need to live on it and then they, you know, and then they die and then it goes on to the next kid the next mm. year it's, yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird concept so just check back here in 70 years and we're all 100 and whatever <laughs> Because and then, we start making Stargate stuff ourselves, okay? <laughs> Is that why MGM made Origins then? Uh, probably to hold on to it. That was yeah. their version of Fan Force. They're like, well, we have to make something or the you know the rights revert back to someone else. Let's make our own streaming service. Mm. Those what are a the... waste of money. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, they would have lost money on that, right? Surely. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, there was barely any budget, but they wouldn't yeah. have made it back. They no. couldn't even keep a website running. I mean, <laughs> God, didn't we all watch it on, you know? Mm-mm. None of yeah. us had access. I pirated to it. this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't even access In, it from Australia, right? Like, yeah, 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 we oh, couldn't. We, we could watch the first three ten-minute yeah, quote-unquote episodes, mm. and then we couldn't access the rest of it. Yeah, we couldn't even sign up for it. Yeah, yeah. we couldn't sign. Up. You couldn't Thank get God. a free T-shirt here. Or, uh, Thanks yeah. for saving us the trouble Trust. of forking yeah. out all the money to. Yeah, this is where you need to insert the bit of Reese just going. I pirated the shit out of it. Yeah, pirate. Goodbye. People still message us about Reese's rant. It's so good. <laughs> I haven't listened to it for a while. I should, uh, yeah. should I did, treat myself. I did send him a text to watch 200 and send a rant to him. Yeah. He's like, nah, I'll give it a miss. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. He just had a son. Fair enough, like, buddy. Yeah. One month old. That's yeah. awesome. Name him Corky? You know, if we're naming him after a character. I named him Teal'c. Well, he's, okay. you know, Expand he's... Expand beyond. You know, his Instagram moniker is at the Flying Oh, Gibson. that's right. He named him the... This is why I was upset. He named him Grayson the correct way mm. back in February. Sorry, I just put a mint in my mouth. Um, <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. It's Mitch's cock, obviously. <laughs> it is really it is, white, though. It is minty fresh, It's though. white. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, um, it's better than the big one and because the, and the, 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 the other ones are too The other ones big, are too short. Yeah, the, the gobstoppers you can't they actually hurt, get through. Actually. But the longer yeah. it's in my mouth, the softer it gets, <laughs> much like Mitch's penis. Um, That's not right. My... <laughs> No, let him go. <laughs> that was me saying I'd give bad head. Um, oh, my my niece gave birth to my grandnephew or whatever he is um, in February. Hmm. They named their son Grayson as well, but uh, spelt it the wrong way. With an E. Yeah, they spelled it with an E. And I desperately tried to get... My brother-in-law, nephew-in-law, whatever you want to call it, her husband, hmm. right? Um, they named their dogs... Parker and Mina. Parker after Peter Parker. Mina after Sailor Mercury. So they're nerds. Deep cut. They're in. They're mm. in. They're in the industry. <laughs> I, I I gave them, you know, a onesie. I gave them seven. I gave them, yeah. <laughs> I gave them a onesie that had the flying Graysons on it. That wow. spelled with an A, and she ended up spelling with an A. And me, uh, Jesse, everyone, everyone was like, "No, you got to spell with an A. You got to spell with an A." And then yeah, no, my niece was like, "No, we're spelling with an E." Yeah, and that's fine because then uh, for the rest yeah. of their kids' life. Oh, with an A, that, no, with for a, some with reason, a. since he, I've never heard that be a name in my life. Oh, really? And no, the, neither have I actually. But just, now I've heard four pe- different really? people calling that main character that. in um, Cougar Town, the Courtney Cox show that she did after Friends. Right, it was made by the same guy who made Scrubs. Ah. And obviously, Reese named it after Robin Dick Grayson. Oh, obviously, from yeah. Mm. For those listening, mm. 
Not the guy from Google. Not, <laughs> not the guy from Google. Re surprised us all, going, Robin, <laughs> f- yeah. what, that who, little sidekick? Who was, who was in an Alanis Morissette? One of the yeah. yeah. Play, so. <laughs> Is he going to call him Dick for short? I do. <laughs> <laughs> How's Dick going? <laughs> kind of like our, our mate Robbo, and he's like, he goes, "Oh, my name, my son Gary." We're like, "Oh, Gaz, what a legend!" Gaz, 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 Gaz. And our lady's like, "Just joking." His name's Luke. I'm like, "No, it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> no I forget more. that kid's name is Luke, 100 <laughs> percent of the time. Mainly because my son's Luke. So when they get together, it's like, "Sorry, man, he's OG. So he's Luke. Yeah, your Gary. kid's Gaz. Gaz. Your wife made it the so goat. difficult to learn." <laughs> Calling the goat. He's the goat. <laughs> your wife made it so difficult to learn your child's names because when she put up albums of them on Facebook, yeah. she put their first name and middle name. So suddenly I've got like six names oh, to try and, and it's remember. So white bread. I always say that about my yeah. kids. They're the most basic white bread mayonnaise oh, names just mayonnaise in history. Sandwiches, yeah. James Christopher. <laughs> Luke Alexander. Mm. Where'd we get Alexander from? I still don't know. There's no inspiration behind Alexander. I think we just like Volkanovsky. We're, we're, the, we're the white. Movie, and we need a name, <laughs> Alexander. The Colin Farrell movie, obviously. Obviously, mm. yeah. After the after the great Alexander the Great. Absolutely. After the great Alexander. Yeah. Another white man, obviously. Not no <laughs> color in him at all. Famously white. Yeah. Definitely. Famously white. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. But then it's Good. like for the longest time I'd look at be like, which one's Christopher? Oh wait, none of them. Oh shit. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd workmates that thought one of the names was Giuseppe. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, you were wow. sure you How were close. That I don't know. There's a girl who used to work here. Um, whose brother's name was Giuseppe. Hmm. Um, uh, Jess was it Jess Frisch? She was one of the street team members. Oh yes, 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 yes. Short, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Her brother's name was Giuseppe. Well, congrats to Reese too. I mean, just on a, on the public forum of the podcast. Congrats yeah. to uh, to. I mean, you know, Reese didn't do you know Thank much you. of the hard work over the last you know twelve months, I guess. Um, he did about thirty seconds work. <laughs> yeah, about twelve months ago. I heard it was a really good thirty seconds though. From Reese told me from that. his point of view. from yeah, from yeah, his yeah. point of view, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Um, can't confirm. So, but uh, welcome to the world, little Grace. And I'm sure the book his wife was reading was fantastic. <laughs> Get into geek. Get into gate. Get into gate. Stargate podcast. Get into it now before it's too late.